From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. This weekend marks the 15th anniversary of 9-11, and as we reflect on the events of that day, it's also a moment to consider how much Lower Manhattan has changed since then. In the years after the devastating terrorist attack, New York City undertook the enormous and complicated task of rebuilding the World Trade Center site. Now there are skyscrapers, a sparkling white transit hub, retail malls, plans for a performing arts center, and there are also a lot more people. Since 2000, the residential population there has more than doubled. Well, joining me to talk about the rebuilding at Ground Zero is Lynn Segalen. She's an emeritus professor at Columbia Business School and the author of the new book, Power at Ground Zero. Lynn, good morning. Thank you. It's good to be here. So rebuilding at Ground Zero was always going to be complicated because there was an element of trying to balance uh, remembrance with rebuilding. How did that process work? Well, the process was complicated because there was sort of no structure for making decisions. You had a number of different actors, and uh, Governor Pataki was at the top of it for several years, but there was no protocol for how to make these decisions. Everybody was sort of on their own. Everybody had ambitions. In the beginning, the first few years, people were aligned, but, you know, the, the, the stakes were so high, the stakes for the families, the stakes for the developer, the stakes for the Port Authority, the stakes for the city, and... That was chaos for the first several years. Well, then <laughs> There's are you no su- other way to describe it. Well, then are you surprised when you look at the result now 15 years later of what's there considering the chaos? Well, the chaos really kind of ended in 2006 and then there were conflicts about money and how the towers were and the commercial program was going to be financed. But the reality is people wanted to get this done. They And I think that's why when people say it was delay, it should have been done faster. I don't feel it was particularly slow in the sense of the complexity of the project, both uh, physically, in terms of engineering, in terms of the melding of all these different uses on one site. You had to build an entire infrastructure underground, which nobody saw for years and probably still can't even see it because it's underground. And relative to the other large-scale projects like Battery Park City in Lower Manhattan or 42nd Street and Times Square, those projects take 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. 15 years is not a long time to get, let's say, 80% of it built out under these kind of emotional circumstances. And one of the centerpieces in the rebuilding has been One World Trade Center, and now there are reports that the Port Authority wants to sell it. How, How does that work? Well, yes, when Governor Pataki announced he wanted an iconic tower, what is now One World Trade Center, a.k.a. the Freedom Tower. It was to symbolize resilience and the ability of the city to come back, not just strong, but stronger than ever, which has, I think, been the case. But the Port Authority has spent a lot of money to rebuild this site with the private investors and others involved. And its main mandate is transportation, is regional transportation. So they got the job done, and now they need to monetize the value as much as they can so they can pour that back into transportation for the region. So then how much money did it cost to rebuild Lower Manhattan, to rebuild the World Trade Center site? My estimate of putting together as many of the numbers as I could was $25.5 billion for the Ground Zero site. That doesn't include other investments the city and the Lower Manhattan Development Corporation made in Lower Manhattan. And those were very important investments because Lower Manhattan is broader in scope and importance than just the Ground Zero site. That is way above what the early estimates were, correct? I don't think there were early estimates. 
there were some estimates right after 9-11 by the Federal Reserve Board of New York, but nobody really knew what it was going to take to rebuild because we didn't even have a plan at that point. Was it just something that no one really put a dollar amount on at all because it was all about re, you know, rebuilding confidence, uh, we want to show strength, and we're not really going to worry about the, the bill. We'll deal with that later. Well, nobody worried about the bill till maybe 2005 when Mayor Bloomberg started to raise the question both in terms of the office towers, what was it going to cost, and also in terms of the memorial. There was no way to have not only a budget but a single budget because there were different players. There were a lot of tax breaks and a lot of government support to rebuild Ground Zero. Is it set up now, once that goes away, all that support to succeed on its own, to have a future of its own? Yes, I think so. I think the fundamentals for Lower Manhattan are very strong. Uh, Lower Manhattan as a neighborhood in the city was transforming even before 9-11. A recession in early 2001 sort of set it back a little and then so did 9-11. But it's really the change in the demographics, the influx of young people, the uh, diversification of the economy. It's no longer just Wall Street down there. It's uh, information systems, technology, uh, media. These are the new companies that are taking up a lot of the new and existing space in lower Manhattan. Well, how did that happen, though? How did those companies and people move down there? Well, some of the media companies have a very challenged business model, and they need to look for low-cost space. And space in lower Manhattan has historically been lower in cost than midtown Manhattan. So it's attractive. There are other things that are attractive. There's a lot of neighborhoods down here where a lot of people want to be these days. And people coming to Lower Manhattan can live and work in a walk-to-work environment. People may not be paying a lot of attention to all the details of, of the rebuild. Is it done or is there more to be done? No, it's not done. It's mostly done. One important missing piece is the Performing Arts Center. And that's important because having culture down at Ground Zero was always a part of the master plan, was always a part of the vision of what should happen here. It was called a living memorial, and it was the companion to the memorial of remembrance. I mean, listening to you talk, you sound very pleased with like what has happened down there. I do have optimism in part because I have optimism for the city. I'm a native New Yorker. <laughs> you know, it's, the city has recovered lots of times. But I, I'm optimistic because I think for, for the first time in many decades, the economy downtown is more diversified, not dependent upon a single financial sector. And I think the, inf- the demographics are so favorable. Uh, I think it took a lot of process and a lot of conflict and controversy to get here. and That's not the prettiest story, but we're here. Lindsay Galen is an emeritus professor of real estate at Columbia Business School. She's also the author of the new book out today, Power at Ground Zero, Politics, Money, and the Remaking of Lower Manhattan. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And this is Money Talking from WNYC. I'm Charlie Herman. Thanks for listening.